0: Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit GlobalRiver.org. I, uh, I can tell you that my, my, my father used to have a horse, and I say this in the Spanish congregation, my father used to horse that he cannot saddle the horse until he was ready to get on the horse. Because if he would saddle the horse before that, that horse would be jumping and, and, and doing all kinds of things. Because he was ready to go. I felt like that horse. I have to sit there and wait and wait and wait. And I'm shaking and I'm trembling. And I'm like, I'm, I need to get up. I need to go. <laughs> so... Uh, I know that, uh, the, as you see in the tent, we don't have no clock, we don't have anything. So don't come over here, or don't try to rush me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we, we'd, uh, we'd have, we're gonna have lunch and we got all kinds of things, but that would be a one o'clock. I didn't know that I was a so little bit at the time. I need a little bit higher than this thing. How would you get this up? Go ahead, tie this up right there. Growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tent is making me bigger. Yeah. Yes. Jesus. I have the Bible and I have some notes, but I have the best, I have said that before, and you guys know, I have the best secretary ever. And uh, my wife is so good that she, all the verses, she puts it in red so that I make sure that it's Jesus. And, uh, so I have the Bible, but I guess I can read it from my note. And the first thing I'm gonna to say to you, and don't 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 judge anything right from the get going, because you might leave right away and you don't get the end. Uh, I'm used to, to the thing in here in my hands, I feel like my hands is tied up. So wait a minute, let me get ready here. One second. <laughs> So the first thing I'm going to tell you, if you're writing anything down or you do, usually we, we uh, keep some hand out. But I feel like uh, we need to start doing our own selves. And you know, it, it gets a time when the baby needs to eat by himself, right? Yeah. It gets a time where you need to, to, to do something for yourself and not everybody always doing it for you. Um, the title of this message is God Hates Sin. And you say, wow, Pastor Willie, where did you get that revelation from? <laughs> where did you get that revelation, right? Don't we all know that? I, I think we all know that, that God hates sin. I don't know if you, any one of you have any child or any son or daughter who is involved with drugs or maybe it was or is still out there. But as a parent... You, you will find yourself hating drugs, hating addictions. I mean, you come to a point where, where you feel like if, if it was a human being, I will kill that thing. Amen? And that is, that's why God hates sin. Not because he hates you. He hates what is destroying you. He hates it. So you got you to gotta take it right from the going, yes, God hates sin, but it's not hating. He doesn't hate you. He hates what is destroying you. And that is the message that I want you to get it today. And we're going to go right, or maybe I don't going to have time to read all this, but um if you read, uh, I know the past time kind of uh, preach on this, I guess, Acts 15, 1 through 12. And that's basically the the, the, the scripture that I would like to start with. And, uh, you know, the good thing is to be a pastor that you read a scripture and then you don't have to touch it no longer after that. You just go all over the place, right? <laughs> yeah, you probably say, what happened? I thought you are going to preach from that. <laughs> But it says, now, amen. I didn't pray because I feel like we already prayed up. I feel like already the anointing of the Holy Spirit is in this house. Amen? Come on. All these, all these uh, songs that we pray, and all, we, all these songs that we play, all these songs that we, we heard, and we're jumping and shouting, and uh, we're already anointed. So it says, now, a man named Ananias... Together with his wife Sapphira, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife full of knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it on the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself? Some of the money you receive for the land didn't belong to you before it was sold. And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What What made you think of doing such a thing? What made you think to do such a thing? You have not lied just to a human being, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And the great fear seized all who heard what, what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrap up his body, and carry him out and bury him. About three hours later, his wife came in. Not knowing what had happened, Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Do you think Peter already knew? He already knew. It's like anything else. God will give you an opportunity to come clean. God will give you an opportunity to say, I'm wrong. This was not right. So Peter, by the Holy Spirit, is giving this lady an opportunity to speak the truth. Peter said to her, she says... That is the price. Peter says to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who bury your husband are at the door. And they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came, came in and finding her dead, carry her out, bury her. Beside her husband. Great fear, besides the whole church and all who heard about these events. Great fear. I'm going to continue uh, with this because uh, I don't know what happened. I need to move forward, I guess, (laughs) more quickly. But I'm going to tell you something revival is here. And I don't know if you're getting it. I have no clue if you're really understanding or you really are part of it. Revival is in Wilmington. Revival is in Wilmington. And I believe that it's time where God is saying to his people, you better come clean. You better come clean. For what is coming or what is already here, and God is not judging you, or I'm not here to condemn or to tell you. Is that God saying to us, to his people, I hate sin. Don't hide, it. don't get angry when somebody, when the pastors or any leader says to you, Come here, here brother, or come here, sister. This has to change. It is for your own benefits. It is for your own blessing because God is pointing out that you need to change. Do you know that, I, I'm sure some people here have played some games or they know about some games, whatever. Do you know that is, there's rules in every game? Every game, every, every sports that you play, they have rules. Yes, Amen. 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 The referee and the officials will control the game. They have the officials, they have the referees, and they control the game. Anyone who's trying to do whatever they feel like doing, the referee will call them out, and, and the official comes and says, a penalty, or you out of the game. Oh every player, yeah. every player knows that the boundaries must be set and behavior will be monitored every player knows this that they will be monitored that they will be every time they misbehave or they do something that is not right somebody will speak to them the the referee the official will come and says this got to stop And I'm going to tell you that because of the church, because of the body of Christ, and I'm not talking about you, me, or anybody else here. I'm just saying to you, if that is you, and if you are walking that way, you better come clean. You better say to the Lord, Lord, I have messed up here, and I need to change because I do not want to die in the middle of the congregation. God is going to do it. I'm telling you, I feel it in my spirit. The other day, not, not something bad, but because of the prayer that we had before, or the shouting, I had a dream that we were praying in town, that we were just, the whole church, it was just praying in town and lifting our hands and praying, praying, praying. And I, and I stood up and I said, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Like, you know, when you have a, 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 somebody who's running for a touchdown and everybody is running next to it, go, 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 go. That's how I was. Go, 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 go. Come on, come on. Keep praying. Keep praying. God, God is here. The Lord is going to come here. The Lord is coming. And all of a sudden, because we didn't stop praying and praying and praying, that the Lord appear. The Lord walking through all of us. I didn't see it. with my. That was, it was a dream. I didn't see it physically like my eyes see the person. But you can tell. You can see it. The Lord was walking in it. Amen. The Lord was walking with all of us. Because we didn't stop praying. We didn't stop claiming. We didn't stop praising God and praising and praising and praising Him. And I believe that that's what's going to happen. If we one day, this church is stand. This church will be in fire for Jesus. And we will continue praying and praying and praying. Praying in tongues. You will pray. When we pray and pray and pray, the Holy Spirit will bring fire from heaven. And this church will be in fire for Jesus. I believe, I believe the Global River Church is being marked to spread the gospel all around Wilmington and around North Carolina. But we have to get ready. You have to get rid of anything that is, that is hindering, that is hindering the Holy Spirit to use you. So we must, any behavior, any, anything that is not good, somebody will monitor What's the kind of answer to that? Or oh, the game, what happens if you don't have control? If the referee or the official don't have control, the game, is, the game will turn into a chaotic thing. chaos. I'm telling you, that's what happened. Every player start to do their own thing. every player believes that they can play them by themselves, and every player become arrogant, and by the time you know, you can be the best team and, and the worst team can defeat you. But we as a team, we have orders. We serve the most high God. We can check ourselves. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Can tell you it's like a needle in the car. The immediately your car is not full of gas. You see the, the needle going down. So you know you got to stop. You got to find the filling station. You got to find the gas station. It's the same with us. The minute you step out of line, the Holy Spirit will tell you there. If you don't feel that and you don't have that, you don't have the Holy Spirit. You're probably not even safe. Come on. Because the Holy Spirit lives in every person that has confessed Christ to be the Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit is in you, and you're going to feel it. You know. You know when you do something wrong. But you're trying to cover it up. You're trying to fix it up. The long, if you keep doing it, you, you think you're doing the right thing. But the Holy Spirit, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, immediately, I, 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 can, I, I can testify about this, Miss Hattie. I, I can tell you that the Holy Spirit don't even let me say anything to my wife. Any little thing that I say, I, I'm like right away, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know why? Because, because the Holy Spirit in you do not allow it. So you, you, you have to know that you have the Holy Spirit. So that the game cannot go into become a chaotic thing. I believe that many churches today are operating without the Holy Spirit. And that's right. You see these chaotic situations all over the place. Because there's no conviction. We know, do you, you know, we know this. We know that God has also established boundaries and rules. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. God has established boundaries and rules. If you don't go by his rules, he will kick you out. You'll be out of the team. You're not going to be part of his people. You're not going to be part of his calling. God is, God is holy. What did he say? Be holy because I am holy. He says it. It's not Pastor Willie or Pastor Tom or Pastor Terry or anybody who preaches here, Pastor Bishop. It's the Holy Spirit. God says, be holy because I am holy. So God is calling Global River. And I know that some other people are watching. Praise the Lord. If you are watching, listen. God is calling his people to holiness. God is calling his people, check your house. Anything in your house that you need to get rid of, it. don't sell it, don't keep it away. Destroy it. Exactly. Is there anything in your life that needs to be destroyed? Take it out of you and destroy it because God because God hates it. Right. He is your father. He is our father. He knows what is bad and what is good for me and you. So he hates what is not good for you. He hates it. Jesus. But you know what happened? Even though we know that God has established boundaries and rules, we know. As believers, we know it. But many of us, many men and women, have flunked this regulation, hiding their infractions, thinking that it's okay because nobody sees it. They are hiding these infractions. The Holy Spirit convicting them is telling them not to do it, but they're hiding it thinking. Well, nobody sees it. Nobody knows that I'm doing this. Nobody knows that I want phonography on my cell phone. Thank God the Pastor bishop knows. I have a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful phone. What is it, my phone? <laughs> uh, I have a wonderful iPhone. the best? Two. iPhone 2. I can barely call people. I can barely hear anybody, but I don't want more than that. I just have an iPhone, too, and I praise God for that because I don't want all that craziness. But many people are watching pornography on the telephone, and they think nobody nobody knows it. Or watching all the other crazy stuff, which we heard Nico saying. Sometimes you watch things that you think is no big deal. I'm telling you, those things can destroy your life. And God is telling us, don't hide this thing because I'm watching it. You make me watch these things because I am in you. When we do those things, we make God do things that he doesn't want to do. And that's why he hates it. He hates it. Not just pornography. It could be anything else. I was, I was, I wash dishes sometimes. I was going to mention this later on, but I, I don't know. I wash dishes in my house sometimes. Do you know that? I'm up the floor. I massage my wife's feet. <laughs> Thank you, Han. She's translating so my whole congregation can hear it. <laughs> what, is, what is clocking your life that the Holy Spirit is not floating through you? Ask yourself a question What is clogging your life? that the Holy Spirit is not moving through you. When I wash dishes, and they, you have the sink and the, the, the drainers and the water goes down there, it's you washing it, you little by little, little by little, one little thing, one little grain of rice and one little piece of letter. and by the time you know little by little, your sink is not, the water doesn't go through no more. Because it started with one little grain of rice. I'm telling you. And that's exactly what Satan deceiving many people. It's just a little thing. What is a big deal? It's nothing going to happen. Well, you know what? He attached another little thing to that one. And by the time you know, you are clogged up and the Holy Spirit cannot flow through you nothing. So what is clogging you? What is the clogging your, your drain pipe that the Holy Spirit can flow through you? What is it? You tell the, you tell the Lord. You got to tell the Lord. Don't tell me because I might not even know that. I might not even know what's going on in your life. But the Holy Spirit in God, He knows exactly what you're hiding and what you have. And why is that these things you're not able to flow in the Holy Spirit because you're, you're clogging the flow? What can that be? I can tell you some things resentment. Is there any resentment in anybody here? Is there any anger or hate? Unforgiveness? Are you critical? Are you criticizing the pastors? Are you criticizing the church? Are you criticizing the music? Are you criticizing that sometimes we come here and just praise? I don't know. Are you, are you criticizing? Judging? Are you, are you a judge? As far as I know, in this church we only have one judge and it's in the natural. <laughs> are we judging people are we judging that's another very tricky thing though because if you have a brother in Christ that he is in the church and he comes and praise the Lord hallelujah Jesus and when he comes out of the tent he is a different person we as brothers and sisters from the house of the Lord, I can judge his actions. And not, not judge him to send him to hell, but to judge your, con- your, your, your con- what is it? Your behavior. Your behavior is not a behavior or a believer. Your behavior outside of here is not the same behavior that you proclaim it to be under the tent. So we can, we can judge this person. We can tell them your behavior is, has shown nothing as a believer. But let a God judge between hell and heaven. Let a God judge between hell and heaven. We are not to condemn anybody to hell and we're not send anybody to heaven. Only Jesus send them to heaven and only Jesus send them to hell. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we have to be very careful. But we're very careful when it says, oh, we're not supposed to judge. The Bible says that you are to judge the one in the inside. The one inside. In the outside world, we are to love them. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what kind of life they have. It doesn't matter because Satan controls them. And we need to speak life. And we need to speak love. And we need to embrace them and say, come on, brother. The same way, the same guy who took me out of that mess can take you out of that one. Because he loves you. He loves you enough to tell you that if you come out of there, you'll be part of the family. God wants to forgive you. So don't don't judge the world. But the inside, we need to say, this is not right, brother. And that's why I like. We've been blessed with many mothers, but it's best time, many times referred to Miss Adi. Mama. She hugs you says, my dear, I love you, but this is not good. This got to change. But I think we need more Mama Ari in this house. Not only mama, papa, fathers, papas, also they can stand around the young man and say, this is not right. This behavior got to change because you will not make the team if you continue that way. Amen? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Give a praise to Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God sees it and he calls it sin when we do all that stuff. Willful disobedience and rebellion against his control is sin. It's not, it's not, you cannot go around that. You cannot. What is willful disobedience? I don't know. I know that our church, I don't know if it's by design. I don't know if it's uh, just our culture. Our church really doesn't hammer people with with money. If you've been part of our church, and the Spanish church, and the English church, you don't hear us constantly pray. Uh, uh, oh, if you keep this much, God is going to bless you, and send so much, and God is going to give you so much. We don't we do not do that craziness. But we believe in the Word of God. We believe what the Word says. We believe that your tithe have to come to a church. Are you being obedient in your tithing? Don't tell me anything about Pastor Wheatley. No, 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 I don't. I don't need to hear it. Tell the Lord. Amen. Tell the Lord. Amen. Are you a tither? Because if you're not, you are in rebellion. Amen. I remember a long time ago, I don't know if you remember this, I remember somebody came and needed prayer for their finances. And I remember, Pastor, i sharing this, I guess, with me. I, I just remember because was a long, long time. And he asked the question, oh, wonderful, yes, I can pray for you. Do you go to church? Oh, yes, I do. It wasn't here someplace else. And you tie. And the person says, no, I don't believe in that. So you want me to override God's law so that you can get blessed. Who you think I am? <laughs> you think I'm going to put myself in that position? He is in authority, not me. I pray that you have revelation, that you need to obey his word, and you need to tie. Amen. That would be my prayer. If anybody comes to you with a nonsense like that, you got to be clear and says, I'm going to pray for you that God gives you revelation that you're being disobedient. The reason you're going through what you're going through is because you're living in sin. Right. Amen. 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 This as simple as that. We don't need to call sugarcoat it. We don't need to be, well, maybe, let me tell you something. No, no, no. You know what? No. Come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> come on. Right. Come on. Jesus, I can tell you that many, well, I hear, anyway, and then I see. Many people, many people, or people avoid God because, of, because they see the, the evil that is done in the world. Many people avoid God and says if it is a God and they ha- they're confused and they will be like, but it, if if it's real if it's true there's God out there, why is so much evil in the world? Why is all this craziness going on? So they kind of avoid God. And it's like, how could this possibly be? But you know one of the things that really 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 keeps people out of coming to the Lord because they have seen, and I'm sorry to say this, not sorry. I'm not, I'm not saying maybe for you and I or for, for our church, but because they have seen the hypocrites in the church. Right. It's a lot of hypocrites in the church. That They come to church, they worship the Lord, and when they get out, they are completely a different person. And I have heard so many people saying to me, and, to, and I heard some other people, I don't go to church. You guys know different than the people in the world? You are the same. Brothers and sisters, God has called us to be different, and we are representing the kingdom of God, and we are not here to please the world. We are here to please God, and we speak the truth every time, not sometimes, but every time we got to speak the truth from his word. Yes, the truth with love. Somebody told me a long time ago when I started the jail ministry or going to jail, oh, you got to speak the truth. I said, what is the truth? Well, you got to tell them the truth. What do you want me to tell them? Well, if they go to hell. I said, that's the truth? You think they don't know that? The truth is that God loves them. The truth is if they repent, God loves them and God won't invite them over to his lot, to him. That's, that, that's the truth. The truth if a sinner continues that way, yes, they go to hell, but they know that. So we need to speak to them, love. So it's a lot of people in the church who are making believe that they are believers because of the reaction, that what they do. Basically, they're being hypocrites. But I'm going to remember that we have no time. We have no doors. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We have a fresh air. This feels like Dominican Republic. I love this. Woo! I love this. I love the heat. I love the heat. Pastor Tom says to me many times when he sees me working, I'm saying, how come you don't wear a hat? I say, when I wear a hat, I feel like I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I have to work without nothing, no gloves, no nothing, because I can't have nothing to, 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 to prevent me from doing things. Jesus. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to take you to, to a path to show you why things happen, why things happen to a nation, and why things happen to an individual. This is not just for a nation. This is for anyone who disobeys God. This is for anybody who doesn't do what God says. Hey, I, I'm gonna tell you. I have six pages, and I'm only in my halfway, my first page. Are you guys ready? <laughs> so. So don't don't rush it, okay? Don't rush it. We don't rush the announcements and we didn't rush the Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus help us, Lord. Uh, we are we in revival? Are you going to come over here we are looking at your time and says it's time for me to get out or you in the revival when revival hits this area, you're going to be here 24/7. Amen. And we we are getting ready. We are preparing to be here 24/7. Amen. Amen. Come on. So Pastor doesn't have to go to the farm. His whole family is here. He's gonna cook here, and the whole everybody's coming. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Woo! <laughs> amen, amen. Come on, get excited. Sometimes I told my wife, "Honey, come on, get excited." My wife gets excited, very excited, and she goes, "Yeah." <laughs> That's the magic excitement that I get to my wife, and I be like, "Yeah, come on, honey, get excited." Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, come on. <laughs> Woo. So, so I warn you. I warn you brothers and sisters, I warn you of this. I warn you and I want I want you to to really get it. I warn you of this. The judgment is coming. Judging is coming, not necessarily to this region, but judging is coming to the world. Judging is coming to the world, and and it is written in the Bible. You cannot even pray against that because it's coming, but we still have time to witness, to bring people, to snatch people out of the fire and bring it to the the feet of Jesus, to bring it in in the house of the Lord. We still have time. So God is preparing these people. I believe that almost everybody here is from Global River. So God is preparing you to do the work of Jesus. To go out and evangelize. To go out and tell people about Jesus. Why? Why God is bringing this judgment to the world? Because God's people have not taken their position. i I'm, God's people, listen to me. We as believers, we as God's people, we have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we God have invested in you, all the powers of heaven lives in you, and we have make look God like we don't have nothing to, to fight with. We have nothing to work with, and God has given you everything you need. When I heard this by Jessica, Jesse Green. I heard this by Jesse Green. I, didn't, I myself did not turn on TV or anything. I didn't see it. But I heard this. When Satan, listen, when Satan is praying, when we see Satan praying in the National Day of Prayer, it's because God's people have taken the back seat. Is because we have not gone forward and says, you know what? This is not gonna happen. We will pray. Everything that you see, corrupt judges, corrupt government, corrupt senators, and all these people in charge. Way I've here in charge is because God's people have taken the back seat and said, Oh, I'm not gonna do that. Well, Satan says, You don't want it, I take it. You don't want it. I take it. So it's time for God's people, believers, to start running for public offices. It's time for you to say, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a judge. I'm going to run for a senator. I'm going to make a difference in my community, in this city, in this nation, in this state. I'm going to run for an office so that Satan cannot take that seat. Come on. Come on. We need more Christian judges. We need people. We need people in the White House that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need people in the White House that fear the Lord. Right now, we, have, we don't even know who we have. Amen. Jesus, help us. Go ahead. you hear, Pastor Tom. Vote Tuesday for the primary. Come on. Come on. Don't start saying, don't start saying, as believers, I don't get involved with politics. That is a life from Satan, because he wants to take your place. He wants to take control. And we have allowed that. I don't know who here have power to do these things, or anybody who's watching. But it's a lot of Christians with a big influences, that they're not doing nothing. No. That they're not doing anything. We need, to, we need to go to these people. We need to get people together, thousands of people, and say, you got to do something. We must do something. Otherwise, the nation, Satan, is taking it over. we give it to him. Come on, guys. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Raise your voice to the Lord and cry out to the Lord. God, raise Raise people who fear you. Raise people in the center. Raise judges by the God who go by the word of God. Raise them that they have no fear to stand to the corruption. We have to. We can we, You don't have to have any fear. You stand against the corruption and you tell them homosexual is wrong. Abortion is wrong. I don't care who's watching. I have said it many times. I probably end up in jail. But I will tell it clear the way it is. God made a woman, a man, and a woman. God did not make homosexual to, to, to Come on, come on. Abortion is against against what the, the Word of God says. We're killing babies, and the church have not going out. I always believe in prayer. Prayer is very powerful. I understand that prayer can move mountains, but we have to put feet. We have to put faith on our prayers. Amen. We have to put hands and feet at what we say. Amen. We can't just be sitting in the hiding in the place. Oh, Lord Jesus, just change this, change this. And God says, go. Go. That's right. That's right. go. That's right. That's right. We're not doing it. That's right, We're not doing it. Rick. Jesus. Jesus, help us. We know, I want every, we know as God's people, as his children, we know that God is not going to allow sin or this corruption to be forever. We know that. We know that. God is going to destroy this thing. God is going to destroy it. We know. That is not going to go unchecked. Sin would not go unchecked, not on a nation or on an individual person. If you are messing up, I'm telling you, listen to me. Those we are here, us, those who are watching, if you're messing up, you're not going to get away with it. You're not going to get away with it. The nation, a lovely nation, this country that has been blessed, is not going to get away with it not doing nothing of the killing of these babies or allowing all this craziness. Now you can even say a word about, can you imagine you have a five or six year old boy that goes to school and he comes home and tells you that he doesn't know he's a boy because the teacher told him. You gotta go in the the school and whoever you come with and and, and go right in the faces and you tell that person, next time you told this boy Boy, look, you wanna look at it? He is a boy. Next time you tell my boy that he is a girl, how uh, you gonna face me? Because I am a man. spit on your face if I have to. Come on, we can't be this Christian. Christian, just just being Christian. Oh, we can offend people. Offend them! Come on, offend them! They offending me, they offending my family. They're offending your children. Right. They're turning your children yes. into confusion. Yes, yes. What is the church going to do about it? Yes, what are you going to do about it? Amen. You need to confront them. Yes. You need to face them. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. It's time it's time for us to wake up. Yes. It's time for the church to get up. Yes. God, God hates yes. sin. Yes. Hates him. Yes. He doesn't hate the teacher. She hates what they do and what they say and what they think and whatever they do. So God hates sin. Do you know the reason why the Israelite was taken captive or went to exile? It was because of sin. There was no other thing. They said, amen. Second King 17.7 says, and all this took place because of the Israelite has sinned against the Lord, their God who have brought them out of Egypt from under the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. They worship other gods. Many of us have forgotten where God brought me out of, out of it. And many times when we go in abundant life, As we have in the United States, we worship Prosperity and we worship the couch. We went to India and I'm telling you, everybody was sitting on the floor and they were stuck one next to the other like these envelopes. They crossed their feet like this for hours. If I sit like that for more than one hour, you have to have an ambulance to pick me up. Because here we see the our legs stretched out. And if the chair in front of you is too close, you don't go to the church because you can't stretch your legs. We have worshipped this comfort. We have worshipped prosperity in the United States. And why do you think that this is coming? Because we are worshipping another God. It's time for us to understand that we've been blessed. Yes, because this nation was found in the Christian principle. Yeah. But this nation is turning around. This nation is turning the back on God. Right. And we are in it. Yes. We are in it. Yes. We need to do something. You know these things with Israel and the Syrians. They, they went and, and they invade Israel. This was this. It was the third time of the third invasion of Israel, this and, and John and first King I'm sorry, second King 17. It was the third time that they were invaded. The first invasion was merely a warning to Israel. to what? To repent and avoid further attack. So God gives you a warning. God, by His mercy and by His grace, when you mess up, God gives you a warning. And he kind of tied the rope a little bit. And he lets you know you go in the wrong direction. And he gives you a little bit of time for you to understand that. Yeah. And we need to. We need to understand when something is not going too right in your life, your marriage is not working good, your, your finances not doing right, why don't you sit home, take some time, and write down, Lord, how come... How come my marriage is not going right? Are you treating your wife right? Like sometimes I tell the Spanish, your wife is not a mat in front of your house that you can clean up your feet. She is a princess and you need to treat her like a princess. I don't know. Why is things not working in your life? Find out. And I bet you 100%, I bet you my life, that the Holy Spirit will show you. It can be the minimum thing, but that is the one that is causing you for that part of your life to be messed up. Right. That part. Many people don't believe it. Many people think, oh, it's just, no. It's that little grain of rice. They will clog your sink. It start clogging your sink. And you need to unclog there. So this was, this was the third time that they were invaded, but the first time it was just a warning. It was kind of saying, listen, this is going on with you, you need to change. They didn't learn, they didn't learn, so God allowed Assyria to invite them again, to invade them again, because they didn't listen. So something, something if you don't listen the first time, something is gonna keep going. Keep going so that you understand that this sink is clogging. This thing is, needs, to, needs to be cleaned up because something is preventing the Holy Spirit from moving in my life in this area. So this time they took it some, some captives, But Israel did not realize that they have caused their own trouble. They didn't realize that they were causing their own trouble. Sometimes you do things... And you don't think it's you. You think it's your wife or your neighbors or your, or your boss or your pastor. And the reason you're going through the, what you're going through is not me. It's them. No, it's you. It's you. Yeah. The first person that you got to look into when something goes wrong is you. Don't look at your brother, your sister. Don't look at your neighbors. Don't look at the person. When many people says, oh, in the church. Oh, uh, those who who come to church, and then they leave the church. They go, oh, I don't go no more there because there's a lot of hypocrites over there. Well, you know what? One hypocrite left, and that's you. And that's you. Yeah. So we have one less in the church. It's the truth. It's the truth. You don't sugarcoat it. You don't tell somebody didn't like something one time because I wasn't here. I was on a mission trip, and my wife made a decision. When I came back, he says to me, ah, and he was complaining and arguing. And he says, uh, your wife doesn't have uh, the authority to change this. And I, you know what I said to him? You see that door? That door is the same size when you came in the first time. It's still the same size. You can get out. Because when I'm not here, my wife is a pastor and she is in charge when I'm not here. And she can change things. Pastor Townsend, that's the same thing. Listen, you can not sugarcoat all that stuff. You can pat people like they're like this rose of flower. Tell them the way it is, that's it. That's it. right, Bishop? Come on, Pastor Bishop. Come on. Woo! Amen, amen. Mas So Israel did not did not believe that they were the one. Causing all this problem, all this problem. So Assyria invade them for the th- the third the third time, this time, this time, destroying Israel completely. The third time, God is faithful. God is love. God is compassionate. He gives you the first warning. And that warning, it might be something going on in your life. they got to say, change it, change it. You hear the preaching. You hear Pastor Tom, many sermons. You hear by a brother. You hear by somebody who loves you. And you're still being close-minded and you don't want to turn. God says, okay. He wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Maybe a year. Who knows? Second time. A little harder. And if you're still not thinking that it's you... God says, okay, it's time, to invade. it's time to allow Satan to invade your life. But this time, they will destroy completely. And what happened? God was doing what he said he would do in Deuteronomy 28. If you think that God will ret- retract his words, you got the wrong God. You have the wrong God. If you think that God will retract his words, that's right. Jesus says to Satan, it is written. I don't need to argue with you. Right. I don't need to prove to you anything. It is written and that word would not change. That's right. And that's the reason we as believers, we need to know the word. And because it is written, God cannot change what he wrote down. If His Deuteronomy says, if you do this and do this, this was going to happen. Believe me, it will happen. It will happen. Right. It will happen. So you need to understand god would not retract his words amen so god would never go back in his word god has given america listen to me god has given america and to the church also to all of us enough warning united states i believe that we are we are in the end of a rope if you think about it we are in the end of the rope holding on who you think is holding on america the way it is you and I, the Christian, the believers, if we give up, if we give a little bit more, that rope is going to be shorter and shorter. And by the time you know, we're all going to fall into a ditch. Just like the American is going. Because right now, God has giving to America and to us enough warning. Enough warning. We know. We know what is coming. We know what is coming. But this country is still ignoring God. Yes or no? This country is still ignoring God. We know we know it's coming. We can see it. But the country is still ignoring God. God has sent this, let me tell you. God has sent to us to North Carolina two young people all the way from across the country, all the way from California. To, to shake the Carolinas, to bring revival to Carolina. God has sent these people to bring this nation to their knees and repent, and it's going to start here in Global River Church. It's going to start here with you and I, but we, we must check myself. I must check what is in me that is preventing this revival. I'm going to show you something here. I'm going to show you something. a scripture. There's somebody because they went and they still most of you know the story. And Joshua, this person, they got this, this little city that they were supposed to defeat. And they got beat up. Why? Because they were hiding sin in their own house. And that destroyed not only their family, but destroyed the Israelites. Because of sin in the house. Let me tell you. If it's one person of you. Who are listening to the message. That you listen to the word every Sunday. And every Sunday. We come and say you must come clean. You must turn around. You must take that out of you. You must leave that out. You must clean your house. How many times are we going to tell you? If you continue. That is stopping the Holy Spirit. From moving. And bring revival. Not only to all global river and the region here but in your life. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you need to clean up. You need to change that. So here we are. So God has sent these two people from across the country, from California, to shake the Carolinas. To shake the region, specifically Wilmington. They don't came here for the money. They didn't came here because they want a name. They came here because they were sent by God. Believe me what I'm telling you. They came here because they were sent by God specifically to bring revival. So that God can use, prepare this community, prepare this uh, group of people to bring revival to this region. We have to be ready. We have to be ready. I don't know what it takes. I tell my congregation, the Spanish congregation, and I'm going to tell them straight out. I'm not here to tickle anybody's ear, but I can tell them straight out. I'm surprised, very surprised that with this going on, revival going on, every Friday I see two or three Spanish people. I don't know what they want. I don't know what to give them. I don't know how to say it. The only thing I'm going to say is if you're not part of it, you can be left out. But I always say very clear, you don't want to be here, don't come. Don't come. Because God wants people who are willing to give their lives for him. God wants people who are willing to sacrifice. If you come and just just pick that paper, praise the Lord that you're picking up papers for the Lord. If you come here and wash somebody's feet, praise the Lord that you are washing somebody's feet. That is who I am. I always tell them, you see me as a pastor. You see me with my head, my, my nails dirty and my hands all crazy looking because I'm pulling weeds and moving things and doing things. I'm not just a pastor with a tie. That's right. That's right. No, if I had to clean toilet, the time knows. We clean toilets. Hey, it's a, uh, Daniel, a man with many colors. A man who can do whatever you ask. He moved carpets. He pull this and pull that and do this. Why? Because he's serving the Lord. We're not here to, because I have a title. We are here to serve the lord whatever whatever capacity whatever it is you have the holy spirit i had a dream one day i had a dream that this was going to be 24 7. that the holy spirit is so it's going to be so powerful that when i'm done preaching and i think the service is is finished the holy spirit is going to take over james and he's going to start preaching for another hour and what the brother has done bishop is going to stand up and john is going to stand up and everyone one and one and one is going to be reviving door holy spirit is coming and revival is coming to wilmington come on you gotta want it you gotta stand and say it's coming to wilmington because i'm ready to serve the lord i'm ready to serve the lord come on come on i'm running for jesus you gotta run for jesus you gotta do it for jesus Come on. He died for you on the cross. He gave his life for you. So you have to say, I'm ready to serve the Lord. I'm ready. We heard a family who sold everything in in, in Connecticut, New Jersey. Jersey. And they said, we come into the revival. Sell everything with the family. I hardly can sell my lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... They they sold everything and says we're going to Wilmington because revival is coming, and yet many of us don't want to leave the house because I'm watching a program. Come on, you think God is going to be happy with that, with a halfway thing, or just a little bit, Lord? No bueno, pastor Tom. Amen. No bueno. I'm not halfway yet. Come on, Jesus. (laughs) When God sees another two on you or another two on the nation, God will turn his back on you. God will turn his back with another two of a nation. Assyria believed that they were invisible, Assyria had become arrogant. After they defeat Israel, they thought that they were the most powerful people in the world. And they became very, very arrogant. They were cruel. They commit all kinds of sexual morality. Do you hear me? Do you think that's going on in the United States? They commit all kinds of sexual morality. They were deliberately violent without being provoked. Deliberately, violent, because they thought that they were invisible. Invincible. So when God sees that kind of attitude, God will turn his back. And I'm telling you, I have said this many times in the Spanish congregation, the worst thing that can happen to a nation or to a human being was when God says to you or to the nation, do whatever you want. When you tell your son or your daughter, do whatever you want, just get out of my life, it is trouble. When God says to you, or to anybody, do whatever you want, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Maybe I'm not going to read this. Nahum, how do you say that? Nahum. Three, one through four. You can read it. You can read it. But in verse 4, it tells you clearly what they, the reason all these things happen now to this nation, to Assyria, was because they, they were so prideful. They were so arrogant. And they have done so many crazy things. They got turned their back on them. And there you, you, you're going to see in verse 4 that it says clearly the reason all these things happen is because you have prostituted yourself on this you have prostituted yourself in other words you have gone all the way you have gone all the way pursuing this and that's the reason I'm going to destroy you so you can read it so we must listen to me we are halfway done listen to me you must and I'm going to repeat it a few times You must, you must, you must pay very, very careful attention to God's word. Listen to me. You must, you must pay attention, very careful, very careful, pay attention to God's word. I can tell you the story. I don't have to read it. In Joshua, Joshua seven. That's the story of Achan. Achan, that's what you say. Yeah. Here, Joshua gave an instruction to the army from the Lord. When Pastor Thomas stands in front of a congregation, and maybe me, <laughs> when we give you the instructions from the Word, this is not the, the pastors. This is not Jesse Green. This is not Parker Green. This is not us. It's the Word of God, and God has given you an instructions that we must follow to the T. So Joshua gave him instructions what to do. Yet... This young man, either he was in Walmart when they were talking, because many people here are in Walmart when, we, when we're preaching. You're thinking that you got to do, you got to do, and by the time you get out of this house, they ask you what was the preaching about. It was good, but I had no clue. Because you were not here. Your body was sitting here, but your mind was someplace else. So I don't know if this happened here, but these young men did, did not pay attention or did not obey or didn't care, whatever that was. He went and did exactly what they told him not to do. And you can read it. You can read it. It's in Joshua. Joshua 7, It's starts the whole story. But here he says, the Lord says the Lord said to Joshua, stand up. What are you doing in your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I command them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen, they have lied, they have put them in their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against the enemy. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever um, whatever among you is devoted to destruction, whatever is among you. I will not be with you any longer unless you destroy what you have. And this, this has got to be destroyed. This is not Pastor Willie's word. This is the word of God. Anything that you have that it must be destroyed, you better destroy. Revival is coming. Revival is coming. Yes. And you need to be ready. You need to You need to come clean. You need to say, I have this. That I have taken, but I have repented, and Lord, I give it to you. I have not tithed for so many years. Lord, I I from today I will. I have not treated my wife right. From now on, Father God, just give me the understanding and the wisdom, but I'm gonna treat my wife the way you ask me to do it. I need to die to myself. Achan, if if Achan sin. Would have went unpunished and unlimited looting will break out. Do you know when we allow somebody to do something, somebody else start doing it? If the church, I, I had a vision one time very, very clear. The Lord showed me to, to me. I used to come at 3 o'clock in the morning to pray in the, in, the, in the Spanish church. And the Lord showed me very clear. He says, if you have a a, a boat, the boat runs on water. But if you have a little hole on, on the boat, that little hole, that water goes in and your boat will sink. If we allow in the church a little tiny sin from the world, things to come in, little by little, that church will sink that church will compromise the word of God. That church will start tickling people's ear because the pastors realize that if he speak the truth, many, maybe half of the congregation will go, I don't think we have this church in the Global River. I don't think we have a church that tickles people's ear and allows for you to do whatever you want. It comes from the senior pastor, and it comes from me and for sure in the Spanish church. If I know something is wrong, I tell it straight out. If they're not married, I say, you got to get married. Because this is wrong, and fornicators will not go to heaven. I don't care if you live for 40 years with the person that you call your wife, she's not your wife. You are fornicating. Amen. You are fornicating. You need to change that behavior. You need to come clean uh, with the Lord. We are very quiet. We are very quiet.) <laughs> I say it again, pay attention, pay attention to God's word. You're going to see something here that you won't think that will happen to this person. And this was Moses. Moses, in Exodus 17, God, people was complaining People was on and on and on. They didn't. They want this, they want that, and they are complaining anyway, but being thirsty. And God says to Moses, gather your people, gather all your leaders, and go to this place. It's a rock there, and strike the rock. He told him that. God did exactly what the Lord told him. He listened to the Lord, and he did it. Let me tell you, when God speaks to you today in one way, not necessarily he's going to speak to you the same way tomorrow. You better be careful. That's right. You gotta pay attention while he's he is in command. He is in charge. You don't got you don't have to do every day the same thing over and over and over. So that God says, Oh, he's doing the right. You might pray in your knees today. Tomorrow you might be praying in your closet. You've been praying you in your closet tomorrow. You might be praying, taking a shower. It was a lady long time ago that came over here. Her name is Miss Evelina. Maybe Miss Ari. Uh, remember her. 90, something 90, and she was praying in the shower, praying in the shower, and the Lord healed her eyes completely. She came to the church and, and those prayer meetings that we used to have, and she had this little teenager's book, a Bible, little one, with the little tiny words, and she was reading. I said, Miss, Miss Evelyn, can you read that? Praise the Lord, and she started jumping, and she says, Pastor Willie, God healed me in my shower. I was taking a shower. When I came out, I have a 20-20 vision. She was reading that word with no, no glasses. So God can speak to you in your shower. God can speak to you on your knees. But don't try to limit a God and put God on the box and think that you, can, you know how He works. Just listen to Him and do what He tells you to do. So here in Numbers 20, God told the same thing people complaining and going crazy. And then God says to Moses, Moses, gather your people, go to the rock. But this time, he says, speak to the rock. Moses kind of got angry a little bit. He forgot about what the instructions was. When he got there, he hit the rock. He hit it. And what, do you think God liked that? He didn't like it. He says, because you didn't honor me in front of all these people, you and Adam would not go to the promised land. And this is the man who served the Lord all his life. You got to be careful. You listen to his words. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor. It doesn't matter if this is your first, your first time. You listen to what he's telling you and do what he says. Do his word. There's another story in Eli. Oh, and, I'm sorry, in First, first Samuel. 1 Samuel 3, this is the story of Eli, the priest. He didn't correct his children. He didn't, he didn't let them do whatever they want. And what happened to them? God says, because I told him, because I say to him, your children is doing this, and he didn't correct them. God says, now no one in his family ever will serve me. Ever will serve me and his family, and he tell them what, what was going to happen. They both, he died, and the, the two sons died. First Samuel 3, you can read it there. Now, <laughs> I know there's somebody probably here, or somebody's, I don't, I, I have an iPhone too, so I don't get email, I don't get nothing, so they can't really bug me with that, but they, they send it somewhere, and uh, but probably because... <laughs> Probably because somebody will tell me, Pastor Willie, these this stories that you preach about today is all in the Old Testament. And uh, I'm sorry to tell you, Pastor Willie, but we are under grace. God doesn't do that no more. God loves me and all these things, and probably you would say those things. So I wanted to tell you be very, very careful. Be very, very careful once again. And I want you to read, and with this we're finished, Pastor Tom. With this scripture, I'm finished. And then we can have hamburger. Anybody, anybody likes Pastor Willie Sala? Okay. So you're going to have to wait for me because I have to go there, wash my hands three times with soap and, and bleach and everything, and, and mix it. So I have to go over there and mix it. we wait alright so I want you to read 1 Corinthians 10 1-12 I'm going to read it so that we can uh, if we have an argument about this Old Testament thing you see why for I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact brothers and sisters you and I everybody here you see how the Bible called brother Sister, men, female, why would we allow the world to change that? Come on, come on. For the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses and the cloud and the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with with most of them. Their bodies were scattered scattered in in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as an example to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up and indulged in reverie. Reverie? We should not commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not test Christ, as some of them did, and were killed by the snakes. And do not grumble as some of them did, and were killed by the destroying angel. This thing happened to them as an example and were written down as warning for us, on whom the combination of the ages has come. This is a warning. This was not something that is written just so that you can I don't know make it into child story. This is a a warning to the people of God today. This is a warning. And that's why it is written here so that you don't do the same as they did. Because the same thing can happen to you or to us. If you think, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that 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 you do not fall. Be very careful. Don't be prideful. Just be thankful. Be thankful to the Lord in, for his grace and mercy in your life and say, Lord, I repent of this because without you, I am a mess. Amen. Let's stand. Let's stand. Jesus, help us. Hey, do you think I'm embarrassed to say that I ever have, have an iPhone 2? I'm not. <laughs> I am not. I wish I could do without it. I don't. I don't want to have not even that phone, Jesus. So let's pray. If anybody here, before I say this, I know the Pastor some gave an invitation, and I, uh, we were gonna call the family before we do. Uh, I don't know if they're still here. Uh, Telma, sí, pueden pasar. Uh, yesterday, we had a funeral in this house. It was a young man who went to work, wonderful young man, nothing to be negative about, nothing to be ashamed about. This was wonderful young man. He went to work, he never made it back home. 38 years old, three little girl, wife, came home, went to work, had an accident at work and died. Um, If you are here today and you have listened to all this message of everything we have said, even from the beginning. If you have not given yourself, if you have not given your life to Christ, this is the day that God is speaking to you. And you must come forward. You must come. And says, I want to keep my life to the Lord. Because today can be your last day. Today can be your last day. And tomorrow will be too late if you die today. You can receive Christ. You can be baptized. I think we, I would love to be baptized today. (laughs) With this heat. So you can come forward. You can come. Don't be ashamed. Don't have any fear. Don't think we're going to judge you. No matter what you have done, it doesn't matter if you have done drugs or you have been in any kind of life. It doesn't matter. Jesus loves you. And he wants to forgive you. Amen? So this is uh, not the mother, but the family of the young man who passed away. I just... And so the, the nephew of my sister here, they are part of a church. They come to our church. So I want you guys to raise your hands upon the family. It was not something, it was something very difficult to deal with. But thank God that he was a believer and the family believer. And we know what the Bible says. That to die in Christ is to live in Christ. And Jesus clearly says to Martha, you believe Whoever believes and believes in me will not die. So we, they believe and we know. So Father God, I just thank you for the family. I thank you for the family that have stood together. And Lord, they believe that the young man, Father God, is in heaven. So I pray that you give them strength and that you give them peace. That you help them, Father God, to, to, to be in unity and to be together. And Lord, and to work together. Lord, to encourage one another. So we thank you, Father God, for this wonderful family. We just pray that you bless them and continue, Lord, continue. Give them strength to to continue on. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen.